Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 160 of the Magic Beans podcast. My name is Cracker and I'm going to be your host for this episode and I'm joined by my good mate Chewy. How you doing? Yeah, just come off uh, some night shift, so a bit tired, but uh, getting it done. So good, good, good to be That's back the on the cast. It's been a little bit uh, we're yeah. getting in the way, but we're back. I missed you the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to be back. This is uh, this is actually our off week, but um, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. So we decided we'd just do a quick one, which will probably end up being an hour because they always are. But um, that's all right. Yeah. So just you and me this week because uh, it's Shorty's birthday. Yeah. Yes. He's 40, 40 He's- years young today, uh, our, uh, our good mate Shorty. So a little bit uh, a little bit behind me, but a little bit ahead of you in, uh, mm-hmm. in age. So, yeah, uh, happy birthday, mate. I uh, hope happy you're having a, uh, a good one and uh, look forward to seeing you at some point over the weekend, I'm sure. Definitely. All right. So before we get into what we got up to over the weekend, I thought we should probably have a quick chat about our wonderful sponsors. Could you tell the fine folks about who look after us? Absolutely. So the Magic Beans podcast and our tournament series is brought to you by the very, very fine folk at Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They're a Facebook auction group with nightly auctions, premium auctions on the weekend, and nightly just win it now posts where you just first in first serves and you get uh, some absolutely fantastic deals. So head over to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That'll take you straight to the Facebook page and get bidding and get winning those cards. Their full-time auctioneer will mean that they are in touch with you right away and they get things packaged up beautifully and sent out to you super quickly. And uh, when you do send them that message with your address, tell them that uh, you're recommended by us, the Beans, tell them the Beans sent you. So yeah, it's a, uh, uh, we love, we love Josh and Pat's. We love buying cards from them. They're you know, a great source of singles. And I actually ran into Pat on the weekend, which was yeah. nice. always great to see him. So, yeah. Uh, where did we see Pat? We saw Pat at the Melbourne RC. What the? It wasn't even just the Melbourne. It was the Australian New Zealand. What was it called? The Super Series. Yeah, yeah. So at the Coburg the- Hall uh, here in Melbourne, which was... Uh, uh, it's a cool venue. Like a bit Art Deco, I guess. Is that the era you would call it? The actual venue? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not an expert I'm, in that. It's I was cool, going to say, it's I'm cool not an architectural buff. It, it, is, yeah. it is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you and I both got in there for the Saturday. Uh, Shorty and Chris were there jamming LCQs on the Friday. And then they played the... They played some events on the Sunday as well. So it was a big weekend. So Shorty Huge. went, you know, this is kind of my birthday weekend. He's having a bit, mm-hmm. bit of a quieter one this weekend, but last weekend, you know, like we all would, given the opportunity, he, he went, I can have three days of just jamming cards and uh, and did that. And uh, he was pretty fried at the end of it, but I think he, he had, a, had an awesome time. So Absolutely cooked. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a great time. Um, it's, it's funny, match fitness, you know, you hear sports players talk about match fitness and, you know, like the AFL here in, in Victoria is obviously a big thing and uh, pre-season's just finished and, and we're about to go into the season proper and, you know, they're talking about, you know, getting match fit and obviously, you know, the, 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 the physical side of it uh, is a, bit, a little bit, just a little bit more intense than Magic Gathering, but uh, it is, there's, there's, 
there's some parallels that you can draw there. Like if you, let's say, hypothetically have been, I don't know, locked down in a pandemic and haven't been able to play uh, regular paper magic for a really long time, then you thrust yourself into three full solid days of it. You're not going to get through it like you did pre-pandemic when you were doing it more regularly. So, you know, you, you've got to build up that match fitness. So, yeah, jumping straight in, you know, I'm sure uh, Shorty had a few foggy evenings uh, throughout the week while his brain tried to catch up. So, yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's so, uh, standard. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. I was about to say this This format was standard. We, we played the Sydney one in Pioneer. Uh, last year, which was a blast. And there's another Sydney one coming up towards the end of June. But yeah, this one was was all standard. And it was um, it's a bit of a mid-range fest, mate. It was standard, yeah. Uh, a uh, What do we have? 132 players, which was lower than what we had for Pioneer in Sydney. And yeah, I, I think, you know, people were there with their standard decks doing it because they... You know, if they wanted to play in the event, they wanted to, you know, well, they want to qualify for the the PT and Worlds, yeah. right? Like, if you if you win, you qualify straight through to Worlds, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So they, you know, people were obviously showing up and and things, but uh, you know, Melbourne Australian Magic uh, personality Isaac Egan um, hugged me <laughs> from from across <laughs> the relay. I ran up and gave me a big hug, which was awesome. Like, love seeing Isaac. G'day, Isaac, if you're yeah. listening. Um, and uh, Isaac was playing uh, one of the aforementioned mid-range decks, and yeah, he. I think at one point he said, "You know, he, he's winning at life, but he's not winning at Magic." <laughs> uh, you know, he, he didn't enjoy the deck to play, and he was also losing. Uh, he, and he was on Grixis, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I think that was a big part of the sentiment across the room. I think there was a lot of people there who were a bit, you know going, I'm here, I'm playing standard because that's what I have to do, it, but I would much rather be playing Pioneer or well, Modern or Sealed or Pauper or Rochester 3rd Edition Draft or something, <laughs> right? Something Tiny other than- leaders, yeah. original Kamigawa block constructed. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So I was talking with Pat in between rounds because he was finished super early and he's like, yeah, no, I'm playing Soldiers because I win or lose in 15 minutes. He's like, I'm not sitting down to play 50 minute Grixis mirrors all day, which is pretty much what everyone else is playing. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. no, thank you. Kind of dominant at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, um, and ladder. There's a lot of it on the ladder, and there's a lot of it in you know not just this tournament on the weekend, but if you look at other results from you know around the whole world, it's the most played deck in standard right now, and it's it's you know. It's got Sheldred, it's got Fable of the Mirror Breaker, uh, it's got Reckon a Bank Buster, it's got the... Uh, Corpse Appraiser. Corpse Appraiser. What's the Black Sorcery, the five-minute one that does... Invoke the, Despair? That's the stupid thing that it is, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, it's got all the good cards, and it just it's just an amalgamation of the best cards. And, yeah, of course. At, at each step on the curve, and uh, it, I'm not surprised that it's, it's doing well. It's just... I don't know. Feels a little bit stale, I guess. Uh, Yeah, it's it's been on top for a while, and maybe like just so people understand, here are the top decks from the the weekend. We have Grixis, Esper Legends, then Grixis, 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 Jund, Rakdos, 
which is actually kind of a little bit Grixis as well. Yeah. So that's the top eight. You've got, what, six Grixis decks. Yeah. Jund and Esper. Yeah. Then in ninth place, we've got Mono Red. Tenth, we've got Mono Blue. Let's go. And then we're Grixis, Jund, <laughs> Soldiers, Five Color Control, Soldiers, Grixis. So that's the top 16. So yeah, there's absolutely. what, like 11 Grixis decks, I think it was. Yeah, 11 out of 16 uh, in the top 16. Uh, shout out Riley Jones at uh, 11th place, friend of the cast. I've uh, mm-hmm. known Riley for a really long time. Uh, and I think top 12 makes a pro tour here. So. It does, um, yeah. Yeah, so I know that's something Riley's been really striving for for a really long time. So six and two, uh, good enough for 11th uh, and, you know, a, uh, a pro tour berth. So congrats, Riley. I know that does mean a whole lot to you. So And also congratulations to Pinchy coming in at 23rd spot. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's you know, a five and three when you flew in the night, you know, sorry, the day of and made the players meeting by five minutes, very much a, uh, uh, a whirlwind trip for, for Penchair and uh, mm-hmm. fantastic showing as well. So yeah, on the front page of, of Melee, that's, that's all you can ask for. Also playing Grixis. <laughs> also playing Grixis. Yeah. Also yeah. crushed me with it last night in our league, but you know, yeah, okay. to yeah. be expected. <laughs> I, I, like if it's the quote unquote best deck in the format and, you know, one of the best players in the country uh, and mm-hmm. from recent results in the top 25 best mm-hmm. players in mm-hmm. the country based on, you know, last ta- last week's results. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, you, you're up against it there, mate. I'm sorry. So no, no shame. it's fine. I did, no, I had to. Uh, I, we had a really good game. <laughs> okay. There was there was one that was not a good game, and then there was one that was really interesting, and, okay. uh, and I still lost. So <laughs> I I beat Aragoth on uh, on Grixis uh, in our in our league match today. It's the only, only time I've played it. Uh, I did put a screenshot in just like the Beans Only channel because I've got fourteen devils thanks to a you know the yeah, the thing that copies your spells and then you flash it back and then you yeah i, I played all the devils uh so yeah it was that was pretty fun for me but um that's doing those big stupid swingy things in the windows that you get they're basically the only way that i've found to beat Grixis. it's it's kind of annoying to play against but yeah it's uh i'm, I'm not sure what the what the panacea for the format is uh you know people were talking about mono white leading into this event and talking to players you know they they were thinking that Mono white is the sort of the foil to Grixis, but I'm not sure whether, you know, that it just wasn't quite the case, wasn't quite what people thought it was, or the mono white deck was so tuned to beating Grixis, uh, the other 70% of the format beat it and they, uh, you know, they didn't get that sort of top of the table thing. So Esper Legends, uh, Jundry Animator, uh, Tim Hughes, I get, you know, long time mm-hmm. Melbourne personality on Jundry Animator, pretty cool. Uh, to see, uh, you know, congrats, Tim. Uh, you know, he's a, a great player and no stranger to top eights. And, you know, just the uh, the idea of he's got four attracts of the Grand Unifier. Sure uh, does. In his tech. So it's, uh, you know, like, why not? And, uh, you know, the cruelty of Geeks to, to bring it back. Uh, it's a solid, solid strat. So maybe that's the, maybe that's what we... Uh, what we're meant to be doing in um, in standard instead of just playing Corpse oh, Razor, I'm not sure. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. 
It's rough. I am by no means a mid-range master, and we'll try and find sideways strategies that just lose horrendous little shieldred because I like to draw cards and <laughs> I just die. Yeah, it's it's rough, isn't it? It's uh, what do you do, man? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I I don't know what the what to do. The 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 Esper Legends deck like seems like it's got you know again it's just a mid that's another mid range deck. Yeah, it's just it's thirty one creatures, which it's, is insane. It's way cooler, it I is. guess. Like, like, and that's what I, I guess the other the two decks in the top eight here that aren't Grixis, uh, Jun Reanimator, sweet. Like putting a Traxer into play and drawing all of the cards and having a Traxer in play, awesome. And then mm-hmm. uh, a deck that you know Tom D's played. You know, in 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 the envy and uh, and in our last league last year, winning the league to make it to the envy, uh, just all of the best cards in the Esper colors that just happen to be legends. And I guess this is that sort of the concessioned commander that wizards make in their standard sets by just like tacking, uh, not, not tacking legendary onto specific creatures. Some. You know, some of them are, um, you know, does like Danik and Rafine and obviously Shieldred seem like they're, uh, you know, they're legends. You know, Thalia, that definitely seems seems like it's a a, a valid legendary creature. But Urtai and the Raven Man and uh, other other cards like that, they don't have to be legendary. They've added them there to make it an option for commander players. But what that's done is give standard a uh a density i guess of uh, legendary creatures and we've got plaza of heroes so we've got that sort of multi-land mm-hmm. and and away we go and you know and they're all good they're all good cards because they're all legendary creatures i guess you know they're all rares <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah uh but again it's just another mid-range deck it is i do like the inclusion of Skrelv from the new set the you know new mother of ruins giver of ruins kind of thing yeah yeah it's uh you know being able to protect well the grixis decks and well a lot of sand decks play a lot of spot removal so this thing's a bit of a lightning rod and well it's all creatures uh, (laughs) (laughs) plenty of targets for their removal yeah yeah exactly right so yeah and it's you know another legend so it works off all of your things and hmm. yet a lot of value out of your like a ganjo otawara lands uh who you know become cheaper you know to Always activate get the discount. Well. cool so i mean yeah i don't know like i'm not enthused about uh standard and i'm you know in our league i'm i'm playing the um the mind splice apparatus list and taking a bunch of turns because it's fun Mm -hmm. i know it's not the best deck but i just like exactly like what pat was saying i am not interested in just grinding grixis mirrors like that's yeah for sure not fun so i tell you what is fun modern modern was fun yeah i had fun i bet you did yeah so we uh we didn't battle standard at all over no. the weekend we we saw a lot of it we were in the room for for the main event but we sat down and played five rounds of modern which we haven't done since we sat down and played five rounds of modern in november literally the last time i picked up the deck mm-hmm. was in sydney at the corresponding event like i Same. it was Same. in the beans wooden box I got it on my desk right here 
I hadn't even like peeled it open and and goldfished it or anything. It's just like, oh, what are we playing today? Oh, modern. I I I'd worked close to seventy hours <laughs> in the, mm-hmm. the week leading up with the the heart hospital uh, opening, so no time to even like look at updated lists and get let alone actually do any updating. So I literally picked up the deck, a play mat, some dice, and rocked up. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I had very low expectations. I got to tell you. So, okay. And and how did those expectations play out there, mate? I lost two games out of the five rounds. Uh, went so I went five and zero, oh. <laughs> and um, uh, so it did did all right. So it turns out the Eldrazi Tron, you know, Spearty Monster Tribal. Uh, even though my list is you know a little out of date, didn't have a Stone Brain in the sideboard. For example, uh, I uh, I, got, I got the job done. So yeah, it was uh, it was good um, fun. I had some really tight games, and uh, I had some times where the top of my deck was really good to me. Uh, so uh, it was yeah. There was no real non games except for one one game in the final round. My I guess I'll get to that, but there was a multi five, and I had an aggro draw. But um, that was the only kind of non game. Everything else was pretty tight. So yeah. So yeah, the Etron. Spaghetti Monster Boys got there. What did you play? You were there as well. I played, I played Merktide. Ooh. Which is apparently the best deck in the format, but um, I am assuredly not the best pilot in the format. <laughs> and I, um, oh, I punted a, a little bit a few times, which which happens. There was a so, lightning bolt had, counterspell I, game you were telling yeah, me about. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was yeah. a Boros charm thing. Yeah, I... I, um, I was excited that I had my opponent dead to a lightning bolt and he said in response, kill you, which was sad because it was burn and that's not that, not the easiest matchup. It's got a lot of reach, but I, I navigated it well until I didn't because I yeah. got excited. <laughs> just just that rush of, ha, I attack you for lethal. And Maybe then, that's match fitness that we're talking about right at the start. Oh, 100%. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking, oh, I just wasn't playing around anything because I was like, well, he doesn't have counter magic. And I just didn't even consider that he had a four damage spell in hand, yeah. which was dumb. But anyway, uh, and then I played, I played against Chris, which yep. was kind of pretty one-sided. But um, yeah. Chris was well. I mean, we should talk about. It. So you played Chris in the finals. I did. I did. I uh, which, so Chris was on his homebrew deck, which is sick. Yeah, like he made the finals. It's unreal. Asterix. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so Urborg Cabal coffers like turn five casting Emrakul the Aeon's Torn, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that like the deck is super sweet. Like for anyone who doesn't it's- know Polywaffle, doesn't know Chris. It, if if he can do something that's big mana, he's he sign him up. Like, yeah, he he loves. What does he call? He calls it playing commander in modern. Really, doesn't it? That's how he describes it. I mean, he he's casting profane tutors in modern to go and find. Yeah, herbal. He, all Chris wants to do is ramp, and then when he's done ramping, he'll ramp some more, and then when he's finished that, he'll find just the biggest thing he can do. So he literally killed multiple people with. Um, Torment of Hailfire, which so is- So good. It's like black, black X for this sorcery that you know, when you're casting it for 30 kills, lead everybody. Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> just like killed people out of nowhere with like Lair of the Hydra as mm-hmm. well. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're tapped out. We're in a racing situation. 
uh, I'm going to dump 20 mana into this thing and just attack you. So mm-hmm. the deck is really cool. And the March it's of the March of Sorrow, what's the Black March called? That's the one. Yeah. Um, that does so much work. Uh, I found out that it, it also can target Planeswalkers, so I didn't even realize the card could do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, he had a, um, he had a really cool uh, moment late in the event where he he was playing uh burn and mm-hmm. he attacked with emrakul and put the annihilator trigger on the stack and his opponent went deflecting pile and he stopped it and i looked over at that point because I, I sort of sat next to him and went oh well chris was on six as well chris was on six yeah it's like oh yeah he's dead so he has a random token so he marches it for like 14 uh, exiles his token, gains 14 life, takes the Emrakul hit, uh, and then his opponent has no permanence after the Annihilator. Chris goes, okay, sure, pass turn. His opponent can't do anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wins the next turn. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the the march is, is a, a really... Like, when you've got a, an expel and Kapalkov is an Urborg, mm-hmm. it turns out you can do some nutty stuff. So, yeah, deck's yeah. super cool. So I, I really like it, uh, and uh, I'm stoked that, you know, a homegrown concept and, and a homebrew uh, did well in events. So, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, Chris Chris played awesome. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then I played against a couple of just like, what did I play against? Oh, um, the Asmo Food deck. Oh, wow. Which, I've never which actually is just, played against that. It's actually, it's a horrible matchup for Murktide. Okay. I think that's kind of the thing they want to play all day because they just have a whole lot of graveyard recursion. So my counter spells don't really do anything. Yeah, and they and they can kill Merktides really easily. So like I just can't get a threat to stick because Asmo, they'll just go. Um, what were they doing? They were casting Finale of Devastation X equals zero because Asmo has a mana value of zero, mm-hmm. and then just going to get it. So it's just like green, green. Go get my Asmo, and then get my cookbook, and then they start chaining through by discarding oval chase daredevils which makes a food token when you discard it and then when it enters the battlefield the when the artifact enters the battlefield you return oval chase daredevil to your hand and so they can just keep looping that and then you just sacrifice foods to asmo to give things minus three minus three so one food kills everything in the deck except for a big murktide which takes two or three foods but they just have a million and you know they've got like this list was playing Feasting Troll Kings and stuff, so, like, going big, and it was just kind of impossible. Sounds fun. It was for them. And then the the last deck I played was hilarious. It was Mono Blue Artifact Proliferate, and I could not beat Chalice on one and Chalice on two. I was sitting there with four cards in hand, just not able to do anything. And the gross thing was I had an 8-8 Merktide in play, and they had a active Emery and they cast a Thought Monitor, drew two cards, blocked my 8-8, it died, they tapped Emery on the next turn, paid a blue mana, brought it back from the graveyard. So you're on the you're cards. on the mill plan. <laughs> I just I mean, no, no, I just I just couldn't do anything. Like I could not it's like and, and like they had me hard locked. I just couldn't cast any more spells. And my graveyard was empty and I had no more work ties. It's like this is I can't this is an unwinnable match. So congratulations to that guy. He's um I can't remember his name. We've played him a bunch in Yeah, he's a Ringwood in regular, Ringwood. right? And he yeah, was he, he the he guy that played Living End? 
He did. He used to play John Living in at the yeah, same time okay. I did. So, yeah, he's a man after but, your own um, heart. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, cool. But um, it was pretty sweet. I had a lot of fun. Nice. Um, my matchups were really diverse and um, you know, had some really, really interesting games. I uh, played against Burn in round one and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a chalice on on one which shut off a bunch of his uh, a bunch of his deck and I one of my as a saga targets is Shadow Spear uh, so I can you know plus one plus one on Life Link which is pretty good mm-hmm. against Burn when you put it on like a Thought Not Seer uh, so yeah it was like uh, chalice on turn two Thought Not Seer on turn three um, at some point I'd played a saga and then yeah just started attacking with. Uh, with a 5-5 trampling lifelinker, and they had, like, three cards in their hand that they couldn't cast because of the chalice. Uh, game two, they mulliganed, reluctantly kept, but uh, I think they kept because they had multiple copies of wear tear. They did eat a chalice with it, but the rest of their hand was kind of anemic, and I, I just kind of just cast Eldrazi and won. Played against the cool, uh, the red black elementals deck with, um, what's it, is it Feign Death? Uh, where mm-hmm. you, like, you evoke your grief and then Feign Death it and your grief comes back. That's kind of like the, um, ephemerate type thing, uh, but in black. Uh, so they had grief and, uh, fury, uh, as, as well as just a bunch of other just good cards. And, uh, I managed to get a, like, a turn two thought knot, which snagged a blood moon. Uh, which was a, you know, that was really the difference. Uh, and then uh, game two, they did the grief, feign death thing, uh, but the top of my deck was super good and I had an, I ended up with Natural Tron and kind of just got a worm coil off a of Khan. That was kind of it. Uh, th- then the, my favourite, well, except for playing Chris in the final, but I played against Dark Confident and Tarmogoyf in a deck, which was super cool, like a green-black old-school rock deck, which was pretty sweet so uh, that that went to 2-1 and i i won game three by uh popping a blast zone on two which got two goifs and a bob uh and then plus that and then that let me just attack through for lethal which was great um beat merfolk uh in uh in the fourth round and i was really really not confident at all about that matchup you know they got so many things that turn off my mana and things so uh but got lucky uh i got a I hit a blast zone of so they attacked with a bunch of things that had Island Walk and one of my Tron lands got turned into an island. Uh, I killed the Lord that stopped their Island Walk, which lets me let me put my Matter Reshaper in front of their their biggest thing. The Matter Reshaper died flipping a blast zone into play. Next turn I blast zone, they had a whole bunch of one drops. So um, I got like you know, like a four for one or something. Crazy. And then mm. I got. A, I managed to angle an all his dust in um, in the, in the next game and got a three for one, and they just couldn't recover from that. So uh, that was pretty good. So a couple of my one ups showing up at just the right time. So you know, better lucky than good, right? Uh, and then yeah, against uh, against Chris against Polywaffle in the final, and yeah, he mulled to five in game one. I had turn two reshaper, turn three, uh, thought not turn four reality smasher. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, then, yeah, he he played a sideboard card that I'd never seen before, Break the Ice, which blew up every land that could produce colourless matter, which was all mm. of my lands. Which is all of them, mm. yeah. So, 
He won that game. Uh, I, I scooped when Emrakul got put onto the stack, yeah, uh, on turn five. Um, and then game three was super close, and uh, I got Khan online and got a liquid metal coating and was able to control his mana to stop him doing things. But we figured out that he could have, with Castle Lockthwain, uh if he'd done things in a slightly different order, not knowing that there was the Black March on top of his deck, uh, he could have actually killed my Khan uh, before I'd gotten a chance to resolve the the, the abilities to blow up his things. And it would have yeah, been yeah. So if he'd so, done it with the Liquid Meta Coding activation on the stack, yeah, yeah, he he could have yeah killed your Khan before you got to plus on it. Which yeah. he did kind of afterwards. So just a sequencing thing. And again, like... Well, he didn't know if he... Talk about like, match fitness, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah. but in terms of like... knowing he, that that was on yeah, the top of his deck and playing through his sort of thing. So, yeah. He knew it was the right play. He just didn't get the timing right, mm. which is just un- un- unfortunate. But yeah. hey, that's magic. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hard game. That's why we love it. Um, but but yeah, and in the end... So we'd, we'd agreed to split the prizes. So we got 300 ticks each, which was enough for me to get a box plus a bunch of boosters so mm. um i was pretty happy about that and opened a stone brain uh in in my brother's wall box as well so hey, it was perfect. yeah yeah so I was, I was pretty happy about that so as well as some other cool stuff some cube upgrades and, and things like that and uh some other things i would be looking to move on but uh yeah it was uh it was nice to sit down on the uh on the sunday morning with frankie and and cracks and packs as well and uh, you know it's good reading exercise for her plus some good time you know just with her doing something i love so it's, it's like a win-win <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good dad moment. Uh, Azzy G uh, was uh, there in the weekend as well. It was awesome yeah. to meet Azzy G in person for the first time. Yeah, it was great hanging out for the day. Yeah, it was it was cool. So he was there on the, the Friday. I think he lost the final of two LCQs from memory. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he played the five-color zoo deck. I think he went 3-2 in the end, mm-hmm. uh, as did Shorty with Blue-Red Prowess in, mm-hmm. um, in, in the Modern Event as well. So... You know, uh, the Beans collectively massively positive record. So uh, it uh, was a good event. So, yeah, we celebrated by going and getting some meat, which was cool. We we did. (laughs) Yeah. Went went to Fancy Hanks and ate a bunch of barbecue, which was delicious. So good. Still, Still a bit weird, you know, like the picture of Keanu Reeves looking down, like right above the urinal. That was a bit strange. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, can't get over that. But yeah, then we then we did like a little bit of car shuffling and a bit of driving, but it was well worth it, wasn't it? Yeah, man, we got to Vintage Cube. Oh, this is a, we did it. It's the actual best. It is. We did a six man cube because we didn't have eight. But um, then Chris was like, "Can we draft four packs?" We're like, "Dude, it's your cube. We can do whatever we want." <laughs> so we we did six man cube with four packs, which was kind of nutty. It's kind of just like playing vintage cube sealed, almost. Almost. Yeah. 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 It was was pretty close. Uh, we did open a bunch of power. Chris had his daughter there, and he's like, "What does this card say?" And she goes, "Black." Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, it does say Yes, that. it indeed does. Uh, I, I opened my first piece of power in, in the, like, eight times I've drafted that cube. So, what'd you get? Uh, and a Sapphire, Mox Sapphire. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Nice. I ended up with a Mox Emerald and Time Twister. Nice. Which was pretty cool. My deck I, was um, just a mid-range pile. I think I just got Shieldred infected from being in the same room as so many Grixis decks. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> 
Well, mine was unsurprisingly Grixis, but not mid-range. Mine was just bad. No, no uh, I ended up with uh, like a Storm slash Kiki combo. That's right. Um, you're kicking deck. me out. I did. I did. I, did which, um, I, I negated your Splinter Twin, but then you just played Kiki the next turn. <laughs> you're like, I don't, well, I can't get Kiki this turn. I was like, um, Desperate Ritual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's five right. Add <laughs> four red. Yeah, that's right. So, well done. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it was good. Um, and as G played, man, he, he played the most confusing deck. The first game I played was like, he was just full Planeswalkers. Yeah. Right? Okay. Just full, full on like Gideons and, you know, like a bunch of stuff. And it was just mid-rangey as. And then the next game, he uh, vindicated my mountain. <laughs> and... Um, just I couldn't do anything. He manatized my Jace, wow. and he just he just he just turned into like this full control deck. It was was the most unexpected turn, and just yeah, it was really good. Grounded out, dude can play. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty sure. good at magic. Look, Sarah Soldiers taught him taught him well. So yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, but it was awesome to he, it was awesome to hang out with him in person. It was it was very very cool. Basically, spent yeah. the day with him. So yep, yeah. loved it. Yeah, absolutely. Bendigo Magic's in good hands. So all yeah. right. So, the other couple of things we thought we'd chat about were Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered is coming to Arena. And I've got this. So, they've they've done the whole thing where they take the the two sets of Shadows Over Innistrad and Midnight Hunt. No, um, Eldritch Moon. Sorry, not Midnight Hunt. Eldritch Moon was the first one. Um, And they've kind of just smooshing them together and putting in a whole lot of cards into Arena. So there's actually going to be like 302 cards coming uh, in sort of on the 21st of March is when yeah, they hit away. Arena. But they've also put in some, they've called them the bonus sheet. And these are some OG Innistrad cards that are pretty great, man. So one of my all-time favorites, which is now completely outmoded, and I feel so weird for saying that, but... <laughs> Gristle brand is, is coming to Arena. No, you just get to play both. Gristle brand and a tracker. Yeah, I don't know that you can play eight copies of that effect, but no, maybe like like Gristle brand is now copies a tracker five, five and, six. and six. That's just oh, that <laughs> so, oh. oh, it's just anyway. I hate that. There's also Snapcaster Mage, which used to be. Just the most dominant card in modern for such a long time. Yeah, snap bolt. I just bolt that does bolt. not see play at all. Yeah, uh, like same with lingering souls. Again, huge in the people used to play Absan. Yeah, you know, as kind of the rock. Faithless looting is coming too. That's very- or the sweet sweet art of faithless looting. I think we had it in. What did we have it in? Uh, it was the mystical archive. Historic, yeah, yeah. So it it has existed. So, these are going to go into Explorer as well, though. So, that's kind of the big deal. This is the part of getting Explorer closer to Pioneer. And then there's there's a few other cards. There's Mirror of Aberbrook, which is an old flip werewolf dude. He's like a werewolf lord. Werewolves Doom- is a, a thing still. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Doom Traveler, kind of one of the OG, you know, it's a one, it's white for a 1-1. When it dies, you get a 1-1. It's pretty cool. Um, Averson's Pilgrim, some pretty good ramp. Falcon, uh, Wrath, Aristocrat. It's a vampire thing. 
I don't know if that'll see play. And then Haven Gulich is the other one. Uh, Mausoleum Wanderer is uh, a, another big one for the sort of explorer. Yeah, yeah. So, so those ones are from, sorry, these oh, those right. top sort of nine cards are not part of the Eldritch Moon ah, and right. um, yeah, Shadows yeah, of the Estrade block. The, yeah. So they're, they're from the other ones. But yeah, there's, there's actually a bunch of cards that are coming in that will be quite strong in um, Explorer. Yeah, Avacyn. Seems great. Eldritch Evolution. That's you know, mm-hmm. anything that's a tutor is uh, it's going to be good. Tireless Tracker. Happy about Tireless that. Tireless Tracker is a house. Um, yeah. Also, three mana Thalia. So Thalia Heretic Cathar. Yeah. Is another really annoying hate piece. If you- <laughs> yep. For, for is it decks like I like to play. Yeah. So there's, there's a few other really good things. Liliana of the Last Hope is also another excellent planeswalker she dominated the whole time she was in standard still play in modern for a long time as well really really powerful really versatile card you can also do the tree of perdition triscidicophobia combo sure <laughs> you, you can also do the gisella bruna melding meld i'll yep. be interested to see how that looks on arena oh i think if they wanted to it would look amazing hmm. i've never seen the um brothers meld either urza or mishra have you ever seen that happen no no i haven't yeah. Nahiri, play, the Harbringer, is... But she's a good card. She's yeah, really very good strong. Card, yeah. Did a lot of cool stuff. And we better talk about... Actually, it's one of my favourites too, but Shorty's card, Thing in the Ice. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's been kind of the the missing piece of the puzzle for the, the bin chickens to really... <sighs> Kind of. It's actually Treasure Cruise or Dig Through Time are the ones that are really missing. Yeah. And we true. still haven't seen whether they're putting any of those in. But, but Thing in the Ice is is a massive, massive pickup. Yeah. Well, what it means is, like, cause a, a really good way to beat the bin chickens is to just, like, kill them. And they get, you go, oh, you've just spent all of this work to get a two, three, two hasty guys. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cute. Now you're dead. But yep. if, if you're, you know, you've got a, a defensive body early, like an 04 early... Uh, you can block some early beats and then like pick up all your things and now I have what is it? Like a seven eight. Seven eight, yeah. So it's uh yeah, a seven eight evacuation and some bin chickens potentially coming in. Exactly. So Yeah. You know, attacking for six in the air and then dying the next turn versus attacking for thirteen and you don't have a board. Like the card does make a big difference. Um, huge, huge, and really good defensive tool against the aggressive decks to start with as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and you know, there's probably some other things that you know the 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 card can go in as well, but um, you know, yeah, that sort of that blue red spells type thing is the obvious. You know, that's what it's a, it's a blue red spells card. But yeah, and the the best blue red spells deck is the uh, the phoenix the, the deck. phoenix deck. Yes. So yeah. yeah so. I've actually, I heard someone, I think it was Krim, talking about a blue-black tempo deck playing okay. like a bunch of rogues and things. I was like, ooh, like, yeah, I could see how that could work because that shell doesn't really care if your stuff gets bounced. Like, you just flush them back in and they're all cheap and efficient. So, and you can mill people. Anyway, there's also Sagata's Aid, which is another, like, big pickup in terms of that is, like, 
a tier one modern deck exists because Sigarda Zade is a card. If you don't know what it is, it is white for an enchantment and it says you may cast aura and equipment spells as though they had flash. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach it to target creature you control. So you get to cast your Colossus Hammer and you do it at instant speed and then you dead people because well, th- that, it it's a one mana plus 10 plus 10. Right? Yeah. So, it does. So it's yeah. a it's a big that is a as significant as you know the thing in the ice or um, some of the other cards we mentioned as being uh, you know that significant step towards pioneer being on on arena. And I think mm-hmm. I saw a tweet or something through the week that uh, with the release of Innistrad, it'll be something like ninety percent of all of the cards that were in the top eight of the Pioneer Pro Tour that we Duke won the other week will mm. be on Arena. Like, that's how close we are to be having effectively Pioneer um, mm-hmm. on, on Arena. So that's that's pretty cool. That's exciting. They're, they're getting there. And we knew it was going to be uh, a, a slow process uh, and something it's, that... It's a lot quicker than I thought, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's still, like, you know, like that sample size one Pro Tour. Like, if they looked at the whole Pro Tour, I'm sure that the percentage is lower. But, you know, we've got a lot of the good cards, I guess. So... Um, it's probably been what two years all up since they yeah, it's announced probably, that they were about that. To do that. So, you know, if they get it by the end of three years, uh, you know, give them another year. If they're two thirds away through now, and we've got all of the cards from the, you know, the from top eight of the PT, then uh, I'm kind of excited by that. So, yeah, good on you, Wizards. Good job. So yeah, this will be you know one of those things you should be able to draft it. I'm pretty sure that's what they did last time. Ooh. When they uh, did the, what was it last time? The Hour of Devastation yeah. set. Yeah, the, um, yep, that, yep. that plane. That, that, that block. There you go. Yep. block, yeah. Amonkhet Remastered, thank you. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this would be draftable, question mark, but there's 302 cards. Um, and you'll just be able to get packs of them to, to buy what you want. But yeah. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, when does it come out again? The 21st. 21st. Okay. So, a couple of weeks. Yeah, cool. Oh, we'll talk about that probably on next week's cast and start getting some Explorer brews happening ahead of that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we were, uh, with with this being released and standard being what it is, it's definitely in discussions. The next Beans League to be Explorer. We'll see. Uh, we'll just check timings and, um, you know, get a bit of community feedback and things like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, a you know, Strong possibility that the next uh, the next league will not be mid-range shielded soup. Uh, it can be... Well, you say that, but Rakdos is still one of the top decks in <laughs> yeah. in Explorer and Pioneer. So, yeah. you know, probably. Well, if you've already spent your wild cards on, on those and your, you know, your red-black dual lands and things like that from standard, yeah. then, you know, you're, you're halfway there. So. You could probably just play standard and still be really good. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. Anyway, don't, don't do that. Got black cliff cliffs now, Cracker. That's true. Cool. Um, awesome to have a little uh, a little chat on our off week, mate. I uh, mm-hmm. it was good to good to catch up, and it was good to good to play some paper magic last weekend. So yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed your birthday weekend of MTG Shorty, and yeah, it was awesome catching up with uh, you know the you know few people we bumped into along the way uh, at the event. It was great. It was. Um, so the last couple of things. League is still running. We've both played a few matches. We're still way behind. I was chatting with um, Insanity, who is insane and has played like 
39 people or something like that. He's just a, a lunatic. But um, good, good on him for crushing uh, and, and just getting all his matches done. But, you know, if you want to join, it's not too late. You can still do it. You've got a little bit of time, a couple of weeks left, I think it is in total. But uh, otherwise, yeah, come hang out on our Discord. It is the best place to find us and everything that we're doing. You can check us out at the magicbeanscast.com. Don't forget, as we said at the top of the show, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, jpmtgbazaar.com.au. We can't do what we do without them. We can't run these sweet tournaments and give away hundreds and, well, thousands of dollars worth of prizes over the year. So go and check those guys out and help us. Uh, if you want to get some merch, I do. Okay. So it was weird hanging out with Azzy, talking to him, looking at a drawing of me on his shirt. <laughs> You're a fashion influencer now, mate. Um, oh, don't start. I mean, obviously, all of us were on his shirt. He was wearing the, you know, the sketch that we got done a little while ago, and he had his envy playback, which was sick. But he was he was repping the beans merch super hard. Appreciate so it. So if you want to do, legendary. yeah, we loved it. Thank you. It's 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 weird, but it's it's like an honour. <laughs> it's 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 it kind of blows our mind that people want to you know do that for us. So. Thank you. Um, and you can check out the links. It's um, There's a Redbubble page we've got, but you can check that from our, our website. Um, otherwise, we are Magic Beans Cast everywhere, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all those places. But honestly, Discord is the best place. It's the most active. It's where we are all day, every day. Yep. And uh, it's where you get your matches sorted for the leagues. Um, otherwise, if you want to catch me on Twitter directly, you can do that. Uh, my Twitter is... Joel Hill underscore and Chewy, yours is at Chewy MTG. Thank you, everyone. Have an awesome week, and we'll chat to you soon.